0: podcast can explore potentially sensitive and triggering topics throughout each episode, including, but not limited to, mental health, physical health, trauma, addiction, and even death. If at any time you become triggered or impacted, please connect with your local resources or report to your local emergency room. Ahead of the Game is not intended to be a substitute for professional mental advice, diagnosis, or treatment. All opinions expressed by Ahead of the Game guests are solely their own and do not reflect the opinions of the Ahead of the Game host, Sage Elite Healing, or its team of professionals. Always seek the advice of your licensed medical professional regarding questions or concerns with your mental and physical health. Please know there is help and you're not alone. All righty, how are you? Welcome back to Ahead of the Game podcast. Uh, Myself, Mark Van Steenberg, along with my co-host Brandon Bostic, Zach Moore, both veterans in the NFL. And today we have a guest that literally does not need any type of introduction. I'm not going to try to mess this up, um, but I'm just going to go right to it. NFL veteran, Mr. Jake Plummer. Thank you so much for joining us, man.
1: Awesome, it's nice to see you guys. Thanks for having me on the show. Appreciate it too. Thank you for coming on, Jake.
0: So Jake, I know um, through our connection over the past couple months, I know you're doing diligent work um, in the functional mushroom component. Um, I know as a clinician working specifically with active and former NFL players, um, I've also helped them connect to your product there at Umbo with the functional mushrooms. Um, and you know, they're, they're reporting a lot of positive benefit, um, to their day. And so I kind of just wanted to take some time and and focus on get umbo and man, how'd you get into that? Oh, yeah.
1: All right. You guys can sit back and listen if you want, but, uh, (laughs) it's been a long journey. Uh, It's been a long journey. And thank you by the way, for, for being open and to receive, you know, what, what I was open to receive, um, I guess years ago when it started, I mean, i I had a mother that was very cognizant of, of nature and uh, whole, holistic medicine. As a young kid, I was raised in, you know, uh, my, my grandma was a vegetarian back before, you know, it was cool to be very vegetarian. She was for religious purposes and she, she never ate meat and she was a righteous religious woman. So I, I grew up also aware of nature mm-hmm. and what it provides. I was around, you know, I was around some individuals close to me that, that did smoke marijuana. And when they said that marijuana makes you stupid and it fries your brain and I'm sitting there at parties at my, uh, at my, my parents' house or at a friend's house and I'm hearing the conversations that are going on. I'm like, these aren't stupid people. Like this is all a lie. So I was able to differentiate and was always taught from my mom to think for myself, uh, you know, or you get thought for people will think for you. And so, it was a good lesson for me to yeah. grow up that way. Um, obviously, you know, playing football, you know, there was lots of opportunities to get addicted to uh, things that were not good for your body. And so I was always very aware of what I was putting into my body. In fact, ten years in the league was enough. I had getting tired. I was getting tired of living on, uh, you know, anti anti inflammatories. Um, you know, Viox yeah. came out, and we were using that. And then it said, "Oh, Viox lawsuits." It's killing the elderly yep. because it's they're causing kidney failure. Yet they're still giving it to us, and I'm thinking this isn't right. <laughs> what the hell's going on? So, as my body was wearing down, and I was relying upon these these really non natural medicines uh, or, or pills to keep me going, I knew that it was time to, to get out. So when I got out, um, I was able to not have to worry about you know obviously using cannabis for a lot of different reasons uh, for headaches, for sleep, for relaxing, for uh, dropping in, being able to get focused. Uh, and then, you know, what really got me into this whole uh, arena of being, uh, you know, sort of out in front of it as an influencer and someone advocating was when Charlotte's Web approached me and some other players and came up with a campaign called When the Bright Lights Fade. And so we started When the Bright Lights mm-hmm. Fade to help bring light to mm-hmm. the mothers uh, that were fighting for the right to give their children hemp oil and by our government, and by the laws enforced, by the classification of hemp, the same as marijuana, the same as heroin, the same as crack cocaine, no medical purposes, mm-hmm. um, people weren't listening to them. But then when we joined in with our, with our you know, ability to influence and get onto radio stations and to share our story, we really made a difference. And uh, you know we lived that difference. It was helping, it helped me tremendously with my inflammation, uh, with headaches, with entering into the wintertime when it would get cold, and I would like curl into a ball because my body was aching in certain mm-hmm. parts, it helped me open up to, you know, maybe it wasn't even pain I was trying to heal, but these, these, the, 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 the attachment to my pain, to my story, to my, right, yeah, I did play in the NFL, yeah, I am jacked up, oh yeah, I got Brad problems, like not nah, help me open up mm-hmm. and go, wait, do I want to carry this for the rest of my life? I'm only 35 years old right now, like. I got a long time to live. I don't want to be in pain. So that opened it up to, you know, to to realize the power of of not only plant medicine, but also our voice and being in truth with something. And so that was fun. Fast forward a few years, I get an opportunity with Dale Jolly to start Umbo and and experience what functional mushrooms could do for me along with hemp, Mm -hmm. along with a little cannabis use, along with better diet, along with yoga, along with breath work, along with just opening up to... What else can I do that makes me feel good? That's what I'm gonna do, and, yeah. and mushrooms are a big part of that.
2: Yeah, that's awesome. Um, I I kind of wanted to touch on you know you know back when you you played and you know I, and when I played as well, um you know the stigma that the NFL had on the use of marijuana and things, and you know I can definitely attest to you know players being they were rather players be you know on um, certain medication and anti you know and all these things that they know will further damage our bodies, but instead, you know, we'd rather use a, you know, a, a plant to help us heal in a more, you know, better way that's less damaging. Um, what And then, you know, fast forward to now is that, you know, they're allowing players to, you know, you know, use it in a sense. So do you think they're starting to understand the, you know, the ramifications of using, you know, those type of you know harmful chemicals on the body as opposed to
1: plant use i i hope so i mean it's it, they're showing signs that they're starting to whether it's listen or care actually really care yeah uh you know they can mm-hmm. do all these things have pensions and set up all these uh you know health care things but do they really really actually care if they did then they would put you know not a million dollars they put a hundred million dollars into researching what does mm. cannabis do to the brain? Uh, let's not forget this game is known for causing brain damage. You know, the movie Concussion sent yeah. all their 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 ivory tower started to crumble, right? Like, right. oh my God. It's, <laughs> people are, it's it's out. This we knew that Yeah, yeah we know. knew that this was jacking dudes up, that concussions were bad, but we never ever wanted to say that. Now it's out. Now what do we do? Well, they're they're funding some research, but you know the NFL is not going to lead. You know there, there's there's it, it's now the new religion in in American culture. And if you lead the charge to say, "Yo, Colorado passed 122 to look into nature as right. as a way of medicine and healing," and we have a lot of guys that are bankrupt, divorced, and suicidal and addicted, three to four years out of when they are thrown out of the game, also with major like bodily injury, mental injury, physical injury, spiritually, they're, 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 you've right. been held right. down from being who you really want to be. You know, if they were smart, exactly. they'd jump all over this, but they're not going to, you know, but that's where we come in as voices to be able to get people to listen, to think, to shake up the status quo. Uh, I feel like blessed to be able to just share my story and have one to two people whenever I go out, come over and be like, Hey, I'd like to learn a little more. How can I learn like more? like You look like you're doing good and you're onto something and your passion is like there. Like, how can I, I want, I I'm having this trouble or this problem. Like, and it's not getting better. Do you think mushrooms could help Mm me? I'm like, yeah, I think mushrooms can help everything, but I can't say medically that they do, but let's give them a shot. Let's give it a shot. Why not try?
0: Right. You know, you bring up a good point in, in, in the game and how it impacts brain. Um, functioning but i also want to touch on how the queendom of mushrooms and functional mushrooms actually help rebuild neural pathways Um, you know and this is a very big component that um, as a clinician a football player is like it's imperative that we're rebuilding these neural pathways um, from this traumatized brain and body i mean let's talk about the neural pathways that go all around the organs i mean Jake, let's speak to that and, and how you've transitioned from the game and you felt the benefit um, of that treatment. Yeah, charge.
1: I, you know, back to, like, what my mother taught me is, like, be careful what you put in your body. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't take any pharmaceuticals. I, I refuse to. If I have to, I will. When I had hip surgery, I took as little of the Percocet or no – No meds? No meds at all. No way, man. I don't, I don't yeah. want to. I don't want that in my body. And uh, – Mainly because I I don't know what you know, I don't know what they put in Hang it. Hang on, I I, I don't Jake, All right, no, Mark, I just want you to know, condition. man, dude,
0: I, I really see you as like a very unique person, but that last <laughs> comment of you not doing any of that, man, just made you an even more unique person. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's like different that's a different like um approach and understanding. Jake, like, I, you know. I just want to
3: ask like I'm sure you had to get to that point, or you just never took them, like, even when you needed them? Yo, I would— like, Or you just never yeah, needed
1: them. Yeah, I've taken them. Like, when I had hip surgery, I took I took the Vicodins for a while when I was in extreme pain, but I didn't take them much longer yeah. than I needed to. I felt—it felt good to feel the pain. Like, where am I at? Oh, wait, I'm still not recovered here. Yeah, yeah. Let's back off the Vicodin uh, so I can see where I'm at. Not be like, oh, yeah, I'm good. I can run. I can jump. Oh, no, you're not healed. About, you're not like healed sleep. yet. yeah.
3: Have I have sleeping? no trouble
1: sleeping, not at all. When I turn the light out, I look forward to going to bed because I take Lion's Mane and Reishi before bed, and there's something, Mark, oh, wow. back to your deal with how. what does it do to our neuronal pathways? What does it do in there? I don't know. Yeah. I'm not a scientist or a chemist or a botanist. <laughs> yes. I just know that what they do for me, I really enjoy them, and what they do for many other people that I've exposed them to, they're, they're coming back with, like, same thing with Hemp. When I first gave it to a lot of the players, uh, I, about a weekend, I'd say, hey, how's this stuff treating you? And they're like, yeah, you know, I don't know. I really, don't really feel anything. I'm like, well, tell me, how are you sleeping? Yeah. And they're like, you know what? I'm sleeping good. And I'm like, there you go, man. There's <laughs> yeah. the first thing we all need is to rest. There's the buzz. We need rest yeah. and we need to drink good yeah. water. That's one simple freaking thing, yeah. good good water. Where's your water coming from? Are you drinking it out of the tap? through a filter are you getting it out of a dasani bottle or are you seeking the source of some really really good water that's one simple other it's medicine we water. just take for granted so pharmaceutical yeah. pills yeah. yeah i stay away and like i'm not against them because there is a use for them man when you go to the dentist they got to pull yeah. some teeth you know i did have a tooth pulled naturally i had it i had it done naturally where they went in and they just they used the little bit of numbing and natural products and and it, and it worked you know it didn't it didn't hurt any worse than it would have if they'd have given me a shot, you know? So we used to do brain surgery without medication back before all of this other stuff where they would open people's brains without anything, just through the use of breath work and visualization and meditation. So it's all in here. It's all in our bodies. We just have to figure out how to get there. And we got to have some big companies put some funds behind it so that, hey, let's, let's help. Let's help the the future look brighter for these football players, not have a, a dim, and dreary outlook yeah, to, dark, hey, wow. you played 10 years of the league? Good luck. You're going to have CTE. No, you know what? Fuck yeah. you. I'm not going to have CTE. I refuse to because I know right. that I can rebuild and regrow and get better.
3: Yep, it's so there. good to hear you uh, say that, Jack. So so good to hear you say that. Uh I know so many, so many players want, want – you no, know, just need that encouragement and, and just need to hear that for sure. I know I need to hear that shit myself sometimes. I'm like, damn, CTE, but – I know there's so many ways you can help heal your brain. Well,
0: no, I, I, you know, speaking with players and their families is they do have that kind of overarching dark cloud of CTE. And, and, you know, I've had one player really um, explain his his experience with the NFL is, you know, a a UFO came to his house. And all these different people that didn't look like him came out and they they promised him this, this awesome ride and they scooped him and his family up and they went on this magical ride and then they got dropped off in the middle of a cornfield and they were like, was that even real? <laughs> you know, like, wait, where's all my resources? Wait, did that actually happen? And I think, you know, I think that's a big component of where we see players. Um, they get to this point of... <clears throat> Un, uh, unknowing the path forward and it's all about rebuilding that and when I work with players and, and even speak to your path, Jake, while I'm working with them on and using you as an example of and I really do is using you as a foundational component to help these guys understand that there are different ways to understand a path of healing um, and there's different ways to do, get it done. Um, so, you yeah, know, that, that's a huge component and and so, jake as you transition from the league um you know one thing that we really our clinical programming here at sage elite healing is mental emotional physical and spiritual and as you've gone on this this path how are you how how do you um handle your mentals how do you focus on your mental some of the some of the things that you do
1: yeah that's a good question um you know i mean having having the I realized who I am and what I am and how my brain functions. And, you know, people always, you know, how do you stop thinking? You know, like, well, you die. That's when you stop thinking. (laughs) We're never never going to stop thinking. That's just part of our nature. It's the biggest addiction in the world. We think. We think constantly. It's why we're on this little device talking. Because someone thought, hey, let's make a device and we can all get together and do a podcast without being in person. So thinking is, is part of it, but mentally, I mean, you know, you, we, we, we forget as we've, as we've moved into our time culture and everything on a schedule, like, if you really look at, like, take women for, women, for instance, and the feminine, you know, they're on a cycle. They're on a 28-day cycle, and it's with what? It's with the moon, and we have not even, like, we don't even educate about that. I'm just, I just found this stuff out right. just over the last three, four years. Like, wait, women go along with the moon. Holy shit. This is weird. This makes starting to make a little bit of sense. And so if we understand like that, that through nature and through the, you know, the ability to, 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 Hey, I have, I have issues that come into my mind. Everybody's going to be tested. Everyone's going to have a great days and they're going to have bad days. But what do I do? Uh, One thing I do for sure is I try to start my day in somewhat of similar fashion where Whether that's jumping right out of bed and going, or if I wake up and I actually, Mark, you told me this a while back and I I, I really started believing it and doing it. It was like every morning, I might not be as like deep dive as you do, but like you said you took yourself through breath work, through like body awareness, through mental check, through like a mantra, Mm -hmm. through all this stuff. So I've just kind of started doing that. If I wake up before I get up, I just try to remind myself like love now, love this moment, be here, like I'm alive. Mm I'm going to be tested, but I love every second of it, you know, and, and I, I want that. I want those tests and I, uh, I do surround myself with good, positive people. Um, that's one thing that, you know, we do get to choose. It's huge. If you can be around people that are like minded, that are similar or that they're having a bad day, they still will come up and give you a hug and tell you they love you and, and look in your eyes and see if you're OK, too. Uh, but I do a lot of yoga. I try to do yoga every single day. Um, I try to sit and meditate at some point. and And that doesn't mean I close my eyes and hum and do ohms for 10, 15 minutes or an hour. I can do a meditation in just a minute, which for me, I could sit down and just look at a tree and go, man, that's a badass thing. Like what a tree. Awesome. Mm.
0: I <clears throat> I use this I use this little awesome little five-minute sand there you timer
2: go. here. I got mine yeah. right by my bed. You, <laughs> you
0: know, just – and and I really believe like if you can't give yourself five minutes – Myself as a clinician, as a helper, I'm not sure how much I can help you if you can't give nah. yourself those five minutes.
1: And meditation's a lot of different you know ways. I mean. Like I said, like just sitting in yeah. nature is a meditation. Just going out and like sometimes yeah, I just I go take my socks off, sit down in the grass, put my hands in the grass, put my feet down, lay down and just breathe fifteen, twenty deep breaths and I get back up and I'm like, Ooh, thank you, Earth, for charging me back up.
0: Yeah.
3: Jake, are you are you big on journaling, Jake? I know you play football. You use a quarterback. I know quarterbacks write a lot of. (laughs) I know. I do
1: like to journal, but you you know, sometimes it. it, I look at my journal. I just looked and I was like, "Damn, it's been like six days since I wrote anything down." Uh, Uh. But yeah, you know, I try. I try to. I don't make it a daily thing, uh, but I know there's Uh. a lot of value in there. Uh, My good friend Nate Jackson, who was one of the guys who who brought me into Charlotte's Web, in that first, you know, my first journey into nature is medicine um he's a writer and he always says like the more you can write it's like peeling off layers of an onion you're just getting rid of like yeah. you're taking mental dumps dump it dump it mm-hmm. dump it until you get like oh clairvoyant or clear like oh this is what i want to say now you know so yeah journaling is a good is a good thing sometimes i just have to write stuff down uh, but it's not a daily practice right uh
2: uh-uh. Uh, so, Jake, I want to, you know, stay on the, the topic of mental health and, you know, kind of harken that back to your time playing in the NFL. Now, you, you were a quarterback and they're essentially the focal point of every team. Now, did you experience some like, you know, mental health issues, you know, having that pressure pressure on you as a quarterback and how, you know, kind of coped with that or how, you know, you was able to implement some techniques to kind of. You know, keep yourself level-headed from all the pressures of being
1: an NFL quarterback. Yeah, great question. I, you know, thinking back, I didn't do a whole lot of, of work in that regard, but I did, I did do some stuff later on in my career. Um, obviously did a lot of visualization, um, you know, mentally always staying positive and optimistic, uh, not letting myself get down with, you know, whatever the game situation was. Uh, but later in my career, I did a thing, a tapping mechanism where you tap certain parts. And this was a chiropractor who showed me, you know, you tap these little sensitive areas and they're, they're areas that if anything, the tapping just gets you out of the moment you're in and you start thinking about tapping. So I would go on the sideline, put a a towel over my head and just go through and tap my little spots where he told me to tap, you know, like all these little And it was just something that it took me out of that moment Mm -hmm. that I maybe had a bad play or a bad series. It didn't mean I was going to go have a good Mm -hmm. one, but it just, it gave me something to get me out of that moment and clear the space and start fresh. Um, You know, and I didn't do a lot of meditating, but I did a ton of visualization and, you know, meditating has its, you know, where you don't want to think about anything and clear your mind of thoughts, let them come, let them go. But sometimes there's meditating where you can like go on a journey, go on you know a game-winning drive. You know I did that a lot. I'd go on those right. game-winning drives. Jake,
3: I was gonna say, I was gonna say like tell like tell some of the listeners like visualize something as an NFL quarterback. What would you visualize like going through a play or making a throw? Like what was you? Yeah, visualize? you know it's funny because like, <laughs> we'd
1: watch a lot of film, but when I would do any visualization, I couldn't do it like this. I had to turn. Like this, and turn my head like that,
3: like in the position. Ah,
1: so, oh, 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 like pocket. Exactly, like, about like I'm it. dropping back. So if I if I look forward, that's not looking. But if I look like this, now I can picture the line. I could see the defense moving. I could take myself through, you know, certain concepts, certain plays. Uh, one thing I do before every game, uh, you know, as as uh, you know, we be going through our pregame stuff, and you know, I, I'm I'm very spiritual, but I I don't really. I mean, religion is, is great for some people, and I, I, would, I would really rarely ever say the, the prayer we'd say before the game because I felt it was a yeah. weird time to be praying together as a team, and, and I felt like it was more an internal thing, and I would sit there, and I would visualize myself. I would first, you know, visualize my grandma who wasn't around, who I was really close with, who was very religious and taught me a lot of, you know, the, the religion is good in some ways. There are a lot of good things about it, about how to treat people right and live your life, But I would visualize her, and then I would visualize my family, and then I would visualize myself throwing my arms up in a touchdown. Like, touchdown. Here we go. And that's Mm -hmm. what my last visualization would be. And if if ever the thought of getting injured or getting hurt, because we played, right? It was any day you could take a a wrong hit, a wrong tackle, even just dudes planting and turning, and their knee would blow. It's like you never knew when that would happen. But I never let that creep in. I would be like, nope, 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 push it out, push it out, hands up, touchdown, baby. And then that's how I would go out to the field. Yeah. So just really. It's so crazy to hear you talk like that. It gave me chills yeah. listening to this. Visualize positivity, <laughs> yeah. you know, and then and then verbalize it too, you know, uh, uh, on the sidelines. If we were down by two scores, three scores, whatever it was, you know. What I would wouldn't, you say? I wouldn't allow guys to, like, get down in the dumps. Don't get down. Let's go. We're still in uh, this. Uh,
3: like, what's the one thing, like, it's crazy to see like quarterbacks and like how it's like, like, you know, how you drop back in the pocket, and there's so much chaos around you and you have to still find that peace and just remain calm. I, so I can only imagine like how, like what, what kind of mental process and what kind of steps you have to take to to calm yourself, to be able to process. Like, I know what I'm doing, but I still at the same time, I gotta,
1: I'd love to, I'd love to go back and have my, my brain tapped with wires and see what was going on. I mean, it gives me belief that, I mean, Really, to focus and to be able to do that, what what it was, what past lives I lived, I don't know, um, but some way, somehow, I was able to clear out the noise and the mess and focus in on what my job was, and we all had superpowers. I mean, you too, you both, have, We all. Yeah. we all have superpowers. I mean, to be able to play in the NFL means you're one of the best in the entire world, and to be able to yeah. do that means you had to tap into some degree of superpowers to do that, and so we forget that when we leave the game we all we're all beaten yeah. down we're broken down we're waiting for the day that we get cte well no, you got to die for them to understand if you have that or not you know like someone well, told I, me the other never. day about <laughs> oh yeah man he's really having a tough time you know dealing with this diagnosis and i said well, what 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 what's up with <laughs> he's not doing good like no you know he's got cte and i said I, what, what do you say you can't get, get <laughs> what do you is he dead (laughs) did they cut his brain open like how does he have this oh well you know (laughs) they can test now no 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 bullshit like i know the brain takes damage i you we've we've all seen war veterans tbi people that have been in car accidents that they have major injuries to their brains that recover we can recover our bodies will and can recover it's whether you want to latch onto that or not and i don't people gonna not like me talking like that but uh, thankfully I didn't play a position to bang my head around, you know, I did sustain, sustain some concussions in my life, but some of these guys, yeah, they banged their skulls around and I want to be a voice to help them or a place for them to come and let go of whatever they're holding on to, to, to heal.
2: Yeah. I, yeah I, I was definitely one of those guys. I played in the trenches and, you know, tight ends, offensive line and defense. Like we're constantly, that's True. like every single play. And I remember I used to have, you know, performance anxiety, um, that was something, a big mental issue I had. Not not to say that I wasn't going to do, do a good job, but there's that element of not knowing. You don't know, like, what play that you may be, you know, sustain a life-threatening or career-ending injury. Um, like you said, planning wrong or, you know, hitting a certain way, taking on double teams. Like, it was just chaotic in there. So um, I didn't really have a method to, like, you know, calm myself down except, like, getting that first play out yeah. the way. That was kind of like that, like, <sighs> All right, you get that first play out of the way. Okay, now oh, yeah. now I know what to expect. That's heavy,
3: man. Jake, what was it like? Uh what was like mental health when you played? Like how was the, the like how was mental health? Like concussions? Did you just suck it up and go back out there and play? Yeah. Uh true?
1: even my last my last game in the NFL. Uh, we played against the San Francisco 49ers, and I'd been benched uh five games earlier for Jay Cutler, the young gun rookie coming in and you know, I we were yeah. seven mm-hmm. and four and I got put on the bench because You know, there was a there was a weird thing going on with two dueling papers in town. And I don't know who was feeding him all the info, but I wasn't all of a sudden good enough. One game from the Super Bowl the year before. Now I wasn't good enough anymore. And uh, I went through a lot. I went through a lot with dealing with that. But the end of that year, I realized like, yo, if I get another chance, you know, I'm going to make sure that that he doesn't see the field again. So he got concussed. Jay took a concussion in the second quarter of that game. I came back into the the game. The crowd was excited. That felt good. I hand the ball off. Mike Bell went like 80 yards, got tackled on the two-yard line. And, like, he got tackled, and I was right there to help him up. You know, I was hyped. I was on the field. Like, (laughs) I'm back on the field, man. Yes, let's do this. We win. We're in the playoffs. (laughs) I ended up rolling to my left and throwing a haymaker like I used to do because Javon Walker –
3: Rolling to your left, or yeah, man. Hand I mean,
1: I was rolling to the left. Javon <laughs> Walker was j- taking a deep, deep corner post, and I was like, "He's wide open." So I went to rip it, threw it in the, threw it downfield, fifty plus yards. He got tripped, and it got picked off. So that was my last throw in the NFL oh. because Jay Cutler came in in the second half, and we lost that game. Um, we also lost Darren Williams that night to that to a, to an awful event downtown. Uh, we didn't make the playoffs, and you know that was really the final like. I'm retiring I'm out this is it I'm done (laughs) but yeah there was you know uh concussions back then you know we started doing that baseline test to have at the beginning of the season yeah uh but they they you know they were telling us they didn't know about it you know but talk to Lee Steinberg you know Lee Steinberg back 30 Mm -hmm. years ago was like wait a sec this isn't right these concussions aren't good but no one wanted Mm -hmm. to listen you know and now we're understanding you know It's part of the game. Let's let's do stuff to protect your brain. You know, hemp oil is a neuroprotectant. And when I stood next to Demoree Smith, the head of the NFLPA, and said, "Hey, I got something here. You should check out." Oh no, that's that's illegal. Sorry. You know, like wait, you're creating brain damage, Mm. and this helps what we're finding out, like cure it or (laughs) helps like prevent it. You don't want to look into this.
3: No, we good. We don't want to do that.
1: Yeah. (laughs) So they've come around, though. I think they've come around just because players. You know, like it's like our health. It's like our health reimbursement. It's like all this twenty-five grand we get for for treatments and stuff. Hey, if we want massages covered because that's part of our regime and that's part of our wellness. If I want to get you know stretch stretch zone. I went to stretch zone yesterday and got stretched. Damn, I feel so good. I want I want the NFL to pay for Mm -hmm. that. All we have to do is voice. We just have to voice. If more players say cover my massages. Cover my acupuncture. Cover my stretch. I don't cost you anything else for pharmaceuticals, but cover that for me. Then we'll get it if we need it. But they're not going to go ahead and do it for right. us without us asking. Well, I, I, you know, you brought up a, you said
0: mentioned a couple of things there about preparation before the game, and I know a couple episodes again ago, uh, Brandon and Zach, we got into a conversation about which bus you take to the game. <laughs> one, <laughs> two, or three, Bro. right? So I'm going to go ahead and assume that it's probably one. So which bus would you take to the game? Early Jake, I would take the <laughs>
1: I'd take number two.
0: Uh, oh, okay. Jake's you know, two. Tell, why, why number two, Jake?
1: A, a lot of times it was like I'd wake up and like, man, I got. I knew what I was getting into. So, you know, sometimes it'd be cold. <laughs> <and> cold <laughs> game. I'm like, I don't want to get out of bed. It's warm in here. But I knew I had to get up. So you get up and I would get dressed. Um, usually I'd take, I'd try to, if I was at a hotel that had a bathtub, I'd, I'd run a hot bath and just sit in the bathtub for a minute and just kind of think about, you know, okay, I got my stuff down. I'm ready to go. Go down and I'd, I'd try to eat a little bit of oatmeal maybe and maybe a little a couple oranges if I could even eat. And then I'd jump on uh, yeah. that number two bus because that would get me there with enough time to get in, get settled, look through my playbook a little bit, get, get in line to get taped. And if there's a hot tub there, again, sit in the hot tub to get loose. Um, yeah, it'd give me just about enough time, you know, to, to kind of – I didn't want to get there too early because sitting around idle, I would start – my brain would start going like, oh, boy.
0: You get get, get some yep. anxiety so going.
1: With, I'd spend with too the time, much time by myself right? in the morning just kind of going through my plays, making sure I got everything set and, you know, getting ready to go out and do it.
0: <laughs> you know, Jake,
1: I, uh, Jake, do you still remember plays? Uh, some of them, but I don't not, – not a lot of them, yeah. I mean, oh. I, I could I, – Oh, you like detesting Yeah, from I could go or draw up tons of plays, but I I couldn't really re- regurgitate oh, really? the names of them because some of them were pretty oh. wild. But I you know I know a lot of different you know concepts in the West Coast system. <laughs> Do you still watch it? Currently, no? I don't really watch football much. Um, it it got oh. redundant again for me as far as just you know watching the teams that I was watching. There was really no one standing out. Now, if I lived in Philly and I was watching uh, Jalen Hurts. I would be watching the game because, Mm -hmm. you know, here's a kid that's now doing some stuff. It's like, whoa, I haven't seen that in a while, you know. So it got old watching, you know, certain quarterbacks just throw flat routes to pick routes. So they're just running picks, and he's getting away with it. They call one every, like, 20, you know. And otherwise, they were just running pick routes and then a deep route, pick route, deep route. Um, And I'm not taking anything away from Tom Brady. He's a great quarterback, but. Uh, you know, it just got kind of <laughs> old to watch. And then when I went to some games, I didn't see a lot of passion. I didn't see a lot of fire. I didn't see. I'm watching the sideline when the team goes down, and there's no one up saying, "Let's yeah. go!" What the hell's going on here? And so, I just kind of lost a little bit of interest at the current moment. But um, you know, I'm still, I'm still like, I know what my what my c- calling here is. It's not to understand what's going on right now in the game. It's to give these players that are that are that have played the game. You know, to help them kind of maybe venture into something new, whether that's using nature to to go think about some old traumas you may have and sit in ceremony, or if it's just to use functional right. mushrooms to try to better your health and better your your functionality.
3: Jake, I got, uh, so how'd you like? Like when you was done, I know I struggled like with my football career, like struggled with that transition. Like, what was next for you? Like, how'd you find your way? Just for like some people who are struggling, like how'd you find um, what was next for you? You, you know, away? I or did you walk around your own or what? Or did you just, like, did yeah, you Yeah, when I
1: retired, I was done. You know, that, that last game, you know, that 10th uh, season, I wanted to retire uh, in 05. I felt like we had a Super Bowl championship st- uh, caliber team. We lost to Pittsburgh in the AFC championship game. I had plans to retire a- after this, right, during the MVP ceremony was my dream. You know, like, <laughs> oh, hey, thank you for this. It's been real. Mm-hmm. Peace. You can <laughs> catch me later. I'm going to the <laughs> mountains. And so I played one more year. And then when I retired, um, I, I found a really sweet woman uh, who I'm married with now. I have three kids. And so we wanted to – I wanted to get away. So when I when I retired and left, I took off and went to Sandpoint, Idaho, where my brother lived. Bought 47 acres, lived out in the woods, played a lot of handball, started doing a lot of yoga. And, uh, you know, used, smoked a lot of cannabis. A lot. <laughs> a lot <Yeah>. of it. <laughs> yeah.
0: you – you're you're helping me transition to, to my next segment here, and that's where you kind of transitioned as athlete from football player to yeah. handball player, right? Um, you know, and that's something that, you know, I, I was a big fan of yours. I think we were having lunch the one time and I was telling you about um, how my grandmother had a Jake the Snake T-shirt, and I'm from Youngstown, <laughs> Ohio. You don't wear Arizona State no. stuff around there. <laughs> you're not from Arizona. So boy, she stuck out like a sore thumb, but I mean, you know, looking at all of that, how did you make that transition to handball? And I guess, what did handball provide you that? Yeah. Your grandma's in?
1: dope by the way. Um, but <laughs> Thanks, man. handball was, was something I played a lot growing up. Uh, my father was a state champ in Idaho, Washington. My brothers are state champs. Nice. They're really good at it. And it was a, it was a game that I would play with them occasionally and then in the off season, I would go and play handball. Uh, I'd try to play in a state tournament in Idaho and get into it for like a month, just playing. And there were many times that I'd come to the first day of conditioning. And w- you guys remember that first day when, you, you know, whatever it was, April 1st mm-hmm. yeah. or uh, March 1st, March 1st. Hey, let's go conditioning. Yeah. And you start running and it was, it was hard, especially here in Colorado, you know, where the elevation and. It was hard, but after playing handball, yeah. <laughs> it was my strength coach here the first first day. And then the next day, he's like, what the hell have you been doing, man? Because I wasn't even breathing. I was running, the, running, leading the sprints, beating everybody, and I recovered in no time. I'm like, I've just been playing handball, coach. That's all I've been doing. So uh, <laughs> I love the game. It's so much fun. I still play. I just played a couple nights ago in league. I can play doubles at an open level, which – at, at almost 48 years old, you know, I want to be able to play that game for a long time. So the transition out of the game was hard to leave that locker room, that camaraderie, that yeah. com- competition, mm-hmm. uh, and that something to look forward to. Like every week we had something to look forward to, to work towards. So handball was that for me. Yeah. I got, had a great crew of guys up in Sandpoint. The club we played at, the guy who owned it was a handball player. So we could bring in, you know, what, One of my buddies, Bruce, bring naughty lights, natural lights, a 12-pack of natural lights. We'd sit there. We'd play handball. We'd drink a couple beers. We'd shoot the shit. We'd laugh. Uh, You know, it was was like a locker room for me, you know, so I transitioned that way. Plus, I traveled. Um, I was in love and was traveling with my wife and, like, getting to know her, and we traveled a lot of places around the world, and I got a lot of time with my family, you know, time that I missed out on in the past where I was playing and. Um, you know, like I've mentioned, you know, wanting to drop in, I don't know if that was earlier, but post game, you know, during later mm-hmm. in my career, I used cannabis cause I, my mind was going over the game. And if I didn't do that, I wouldn't be able to drop in with my family who, who I get to see on Sunday night basically was it before they'd leave. Yeah. So, you know, I was, uh, yeah, I, 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 uh, I enjoyed being able to drop back in and, and the transition wasn't easy. And then right around then is when junior Seau took his life and that's when I was like, yeah whoa hold on a sec junior like i'd hung out with junior a couple times and played against him and like he was so full of life how could he do this like what right it just it should be hard and i started going wait a sec what the hell is this what my is this what i'm looking towards you know like doing my hip getting my hips operated on to get them my labrums reattached so i could avoid having them replaced you know whoa wait a sec i'm fixing my body and i'm only like 32 33 years old like well, should I play this game? Like, you know, all those thoughts start going through and then more and more comes out. I watch the concussion and it's like, oh, shit, what's going on? And then I just decided, you know, through talking with Nate Jackson, man, one of my homies, he was the one who said, You know, this concussion protocol and all this stuff, like I said, I was asking him about it. He's like, I don't even listen to that shit anymore, man. I don't even want to be a part of that anymore because they want us to admit that we're disabled, that we have concussions, that we're going to be jacked up in order to get the money and get the funding and get like compensation. Like, I don't want that if I have to admit that I'm going to be like that. Like, I'm not going to buy into the biggest thing that could be the biggest detriment to my longevity. I don't want to buy into it. So I started kind of having that mindset, you know, like. What can I do to not think that way? What can I do to say, yeah, I played in the league for a long time, for 10 years, but look at me now. I can still run and jump and climb and play, and I'm not letting that narrative take over my life.
0: That's awesome. You know, I, we were, you know, Sage Elite, we attended your event down in Denver in, uh September 14th, I believe. It that was, that yeah. was in September. Um, what a great event, um, great discussion. You made a comment that has stuck with me um, this entire time, and that's when you know, because at Sage Elite, we really focus on that mental, emotional, physical, and spiritual. And as you kind of go through those realms of healing, you're bound to to tap into your ancestors, right? And you made a comment, um, and like I said, you were you were up on stage and you were pointing off and you were talking about your ancestor being up on horseback. And I wanted to, I wanted to jump in when Brandon was asking this question earlier about, you know, you drop back into the pocket, what's it look like? And I wanted to jump in there because you kind of answered that question in Denver when it was like your ancestor up on horseback through the chaos of battle, being able to see all those moving pieces and being able to hit the one, the one moving target that's 60 yards out. And so as men, I think that's a huge thing where we actually can tap into that ancestor component to help ourselves heal. Um, So I guess Really existential weird question: How does the ancestor up on the horse heal when they're done being the warrior? Oh
1: man, it really weird it's a great question. question. With community, you know, with people around you. I mean, I think that if right. we could go back to those times where, where they were fighting or there was battles or there was you know altercations, I think that every time the, the, they came back from that, there was such a welcome party to have them back to celebrate life, to bring them mm-hmm. in and to purge, mm-hmm. you know, purge what they went through. Um, you know, that, that's, that's such a huge thing. I mean, I'm looking at at what we create with football, what we're creating even still today with this, this, uh, kind of toxic masculinity, uh, that we we coach and that we Mm -hmm. preach. And I, I had a funny conversation the other night with some of my former teammates. Uh, you guys may know some of them, you know, Eric Hill, uh, Ronnie McKinnon, Eric Swan, like these guys played back when it was rough, nasty sport. You know, like they, it's still rough and nasty. But these guys, you know, they played through concussions. They get dinged, yeah. go back out there, and I, they're asking <laughs> me what I'm up to. So I was sharing it with them, and I, I was just kind of leading them through some some stuff that I'd done. I'm like, you know, I I told them, you know, I cry. There's times where I just let it out. I let it happen. And they're like, oh man, yeah, I ain't gonna be crying. I ain't gonna be you know, that going on. And it's like, yeah. why not? You know, like. If you don't don't process the emotion, then what do you do? You hold on to it and you press it. You depress it down into your system. You depress it. Oh, I'm depressed. Wait a sec. You got to let this stuff come out. So, you know, I I don't fight anything anymore. If I want to be overjoyed and crazy happy, I let it happen. If I want to get passionate and start arguing with somebody, I let it happen. (laughs) I don't do probably enough of like anger and rage outlet, but you can't do that. In public, you got to have other ways to go do that. And that's where, right. you know, mm-hmm. I think our ancestors, that's where they did that. They'd go out on their horse and start throwing hatchets and go go shoot a deer or go get some meat or go, like, smash some stuff. And I think that's okay, too, to em- embrace your rage and embrace that. Uh, but also embrace your sadness and, and, and let those emotions come out. And I think that's where I think most the men in the NFL and most of us really have the biggest hurdle to overcome. Uh, whether that's you or if you're drawn to the medicine or not, it's being able to actually tap into those emotions and be okay with like, Hey, I shed some tears and I was held by my homies, other big dudes that played in the NFL. They were holding me and they were crying with me, you know? And it's like, that's okay. And in our society, if we can break down that, that stigma to let people know that's all right. I think that we can really address the healing that needs to happen.
3: Jake, uh, I want to say, Mark, why? Um, Jake, speak on more about the toxic masculinity. Uh, I know just playing in the NFL, like speak on that a little bit more, dive a little more into that because, you know, some of the viewers don't really know what it's like to play in the NFL and don't really know all the things you have to accumulate. I know sometimes yeah. myself, I feel like I had to be a different person in order to perform at my highest level. So just speak on that a little bit more, like the toxic
1: Yeah, I part. mean, toxic masculinity goes to –
3: not want to express their feelings, not wanting to feel their emotions. Yeah, I
1: mean, that. that that goes along with it. But also just, you know, where we feel as men that we're the dominant species and we're better than women, you know, or that we're better mm-hmm. because we're men. Mm-hmm. And, like, you know, I, I revert. When I saw my wife give birth to my first child, I realized right away yes, that sir. I was basically inferior. I was there for a reason. <laughs> I was there for a reason. I mean, we have a part in this, but that is it. After that, we're like, bow down to the feminine you are goddesses you really should be running the earth and running and making more decisions but the toxic masculinity comes from you know the dominator society of like more i want more i want it all and that's ego driven and so you look at you Mm -hmm. look at the you know how, how how could i put it plainly other than like you watch a bud light commercial and damn near every one of them has a sexual connotation to it And it's not a, it's not a good sexual connotation and even sex talk about dropping back into the locker rooms on a Monday and hearing the stories of guys going out Sunday night and yo man, I did this and Mm -hmm. I had these women and I did all this and you go to parties. I mean, that's toxic masculinity. Why? Because we're not respecting the feminine side of ourselves, let alone the feminine in general. And so there's lots to be done there. And part of that is being in touch with your emotions and, uh, You know, I'm learning. I'm not like some expert that knows everything about it. I'm just, I'm willing to learn, right? I'm willing to just be better. I'm willing to tread lighter on this planet. I'm willing to affect people in a positive way. And if that means I can help you uncover some trauma that you went through as a three-year-old or four-year-old and like get rid of it and then bring out that little kid inside of you that was shelved back then, I mean, that's the beauty of what we're we're now going to step into is like, we're going to start taking care of traumas that have happened to people. And, you know, Zach, you mentioned, like, the the performance anxiety. Like, the NFL caused a lot of trauma to all of us, not just physically, but mentally. (laughs) You know, I watched tight end coaches, and I won't say the name, but one player that was on Denver, I mean, I don't know how he did it. I don't know how he took the, the verbal abuse and the things this guy said to him. I mean, the most demoralizing thing you could say to a man chopping him down when this cat could have turned around Mm -hmm. and absolutely squished this coach's head and said be gone he didn't do anything and I mean I'm I'm like wow because I wasn't like that if you came at me with something like that I was going to come back and say no 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 I don't care if you're the (laughs) head coach or not and it wasn't because I was QB number one it was because I don't want I don't think that that's showing respect and so that's what I mean I mean you know like you guys you guys remember like get up don't be a pussy Puss, only pussies cry. Yeah, what do you mean? Yeah. Like, you're taking yeah, yeah. the feminine yoni and making it say that we can't be that. Like, this, where we came out of. I mean, <laughs> and so, you know, that kind of toxic masculinity. Well,
0: you're talking, <laughs> well, you're, we're talking about toxic masculinity on the NFL level. Let's talk about the toxic masculinity all the way to, like, That'd the high good. school level where, you know, there, there's – there's I mean, yeah, everywhere. But we're talking about, like, on on the level of the game. I mean, there's toxic masculinity at the high school level from – Coaches that have never played the game that, that are that are demeaning players when they're actually trying to play the game. There's 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 a whole there's a whole gamut of it. And as a clinician, I've heard so many horrible stories of um, treatment um, from coaches to players on things that they would say, um, saying things about players' wives, like getting down deep into to try to get some type of reaction out of that player. Um, you know, so I think a lot of that, seen a lot of it. Um, hearing a lot of it is that some. I mean, been a fan of the NFL for many years,
1: never really thought of it. I like mean, how many female it. coaches are there yeah, in the right. NFL? You know, <laughs> right, right. this is not a female. It's starting to be a lot more point. integration now,
2: though, like with referees and like assistant coaches. I noticed they're starting to do a little bit more integration.
1: But 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 what? Yeah. At what rate? At what for what? Is it for you know? Hey, we got women coaches. We're good now. Like right, well, how many okay, do you have? Well, you know exactly. Or, Checking yeah. the box. It's, it's we've, like, got, it's like, a, we've got coaches it's of like, color. It's like, like the oh really? Breakers. Well, how many?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, 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 like the uh, the Rooney Rule. I think that's so blatantly disrespectful. Like, why do you even have this rule yeah, in place? Yeah, I mean, so. it's
1: that's the thing. It's like you know, but we can we can make that stuff. We don't have to bring light to it, but we can just we can move past it as our careers are over. We can now step mm-hmm. into who we want to be as men. I mean, I, I go out with some teammates yep. and I just watch them, and then when a beautiful woman walks by you can see toxic masculinity come out there. Like where are their eyes going? What are they looking at? How are they even disrespecting the presence of a woman? You know, or do they, do they even acknowledge them? I mean, you know, there's just, there's so much that goes in and it isn't just, I mean, I don't want to just say, you know, oh, respect women. It's just respect to everybody. It's respect humans. Let's mm-hmm. be respectful and nice to each other.
0: <laughs> yeah. I think, I mean, in speaking to that is, you know, I'm gonna bring up Kendrick Lamar. Kendrick Lamar has a song that's called Father Time, where it's basically we're we're all just a bunch of grown men with daddy issues. It's not the female <laughs> daddy issues, it's we're grown men with daddy issues. Okay, and so we we, we lash out, we drink, we, we act hard, we're the gangster, we're 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 the you know, the billionaire, we're we're all these different roles to kind of um, take over that pain. And of course, it might not be daddy issues. It could be male coaches, teachers, any other male role model that might have come into your life um, that has really impacted that schema yeah. of who you are. Um, you know. But yeah, I think you're, the, the the very first thing uh, is vulnerability and, and that awareness to the emotional state and, and what it impacts. How are you? How are you doing physically, Jake? How's the body feeling these days? What do you do? Um, Some of the, some techniques I know that you, I know, um, you were recently getting back from Costa Rica. You are a certified yoga teacher. So you're doing also, you're a yogi, um, at Sage Lee, absolutely believe in that yoga concept
1: of of connecting to mind and body. body Um,
0: How are you feeling? I feel really
1: good. Uh, you know, I, I, it's fun to get to the point where I'm at because now I can understand, you know, last night I went out with a friend, um, we I had I, I don't usually eat meat, but I had a shrimp taco and then I had a glass of wine because it was like, yeah, let's have a glass of wine. And I had some churros. It was, you know, I kind of indulged. And nice. today I, I feel all right, you know, but I do have a little bit of uh, a cloudiness. You know, I just feel it in my brain like I'm not as as crisp as I would like to be. Um, but that's what comes yeah. with just I, I'm, I'm, by no means am I. Uh, real strict, crazy regimented on my diet and stuff. I just choose. I just choose to eat better. Uh, sometimes I'll grab a bag of chips and crush the whole thing. It's just because I need it. I want it. That's, yeah,
2: that's called the eighty twenty rule <laughs> right there.
1: That's good. Yeah. I like that. You know, it's 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 also yeah. And I, when I do that, I'm not going. Oh man, this is good. This is bad. I shouldn't be doing this. Like, oh god, my hands in the cookie jar. Yeah. Like, no, nah, I'm gonna like these chips are good. This shit's for yeah. good for me. Yeah. There I'm are, like there to are enjoy no it. such thing as bad food. <laughs> <laughs> taught me,
2: Zach taught me. Yeah. me that. Exactly. When, people label, when people label things as bad foods, it creates a unhealthy relationship yeah. with food. So I'm glad yeah. you know you look at That's it that way. That's
3: the truth, way. man. Uh, hey, Jake, how did you get into yoga? Like, how did you start your yoga journey? I know I picked it up during COVID. I really started to dive into it because, you know, gyms are closed, so I dive into yoga. So how did you yeah, start my, yoga? It's
1: funny you ask. When I was in uh, – when I was, like, kindergarten, my mom taught school at Stanley Elementary in central Idaho. She taught first through sixth grade, and she started doing yoga. But then the parents were like, what is this yoga stuff? And so she called it <laughs> uh, stretching and breathing, you know. And so we would stretch and breathe every morning. And so I knew about yoga, and, you know, I never really practiced it through – you know, junior high, high school, or even college, but I always stretched. I was really big into stretching and uh, like being aware of my breath and then got into the NFL. It didn't do a whole lot of it. When I moved to Denver, I started like, Oh man, this yoga is something I like in the off season as I'm growing these big muscles and tightness. Like I could hardly even hold down dog. You know, I could hardly hold yeah, it. Yeah, and I'm man. looking next to me and there's this old lady in her seventies and she's breathing deeply with her eyes closed. She's not shaking, And I'm like, I'm trembling and I could bench press, you know, not a lot, but I mean, I was much stronger than her, you know? And so I knew there was something there. And, uh, when I retired, like I said, I did a lot of yoga. My wife was a yoga instructor. So did a lot of yoga and then, um, just got back into it kind of with the pandemic it started, it was like, all right, I'm going to start doing yoga online. I had a core power account and they were offering all their courses free. So I was like, all right, I'm doing this every day. And I started doing it every day. And then, um, you know, out of this, you know, I, I really enjoy, I love the class setting. I love going into a class and feeling the energy that yeah, comes in and why. Yeah. The community. It feels like you're on team. For real. And like the intention, like some people are there and they're enjoying yeah. the social part of it, you know, or like, you know, I remember when I used to go yeah. early, it was like, damn, there's a lot of good looking women around here. Like, what the hell? Now, I mean, I don't even, they could all be naked. I wouldn't even know. I'm yeah. just like, I'm yeah. honed into yeah, my yeah. body. I'm in it. I'm <laughs> breathing. I'm like. I'm going to take it wherever it goes. And then craziest thing happens. I don't know if this happens for you, Brandon, but answers and things and realizations will just yep. like, whew, Oh my God, I'll be laying in Savasana and just like tear up and go, holy wow. Thank you.
3: <laughs> I always wish. Sometimes I'm like, damn, like sometimes in my sessions, like, like stuff comes to me. I'm like, I yep. wish I had my notepad. So I can write down the things that came up or the answers that I received. But like, like, by the time the class is over, you don't forget yeah, the things that came think in. think so about time, it. You're
1: telling yourself you forgot. They came in there. So now it's just a matter of, like, go yeah. back to that state somehow and let them come back. Yeah. How do yeah. we do we Invite them to it. come how back. Say it's access. all right that you left. Come back. I want to know. And maybe you never know. I mean, I've had those moments where, oh, great idea, and then I can't remember it. And it's like, I don't get frustrated anymore. Yeah. I'm just like, oh, well, I guess it'll come back when it needs to.
0: Yeah, I mean yoga. moga excuse me. Yoga. Moga. Is, uh, moga, uh Yeah, <laughs> yoga is a very big. I mean, I consider yoga a spiritual Thank practice God. for myself. Uh, you know, when I connect mind and body, um, that's a huge. You know, aligning of everything for me. So, um, yoga is a very spiritual I mean, practice for me. And so that's what we did on
1: the field. That's what we did on the field. We can com- we combined our body with our minds and played ball. Right, you know, yeah. like yeah. if if really I could go back. I would have lifted way less and I would have done yoga yeah. all day and like been able to take sure. those hits and just bend with them. Oh, I'm so flexible. You can't hurt me. I can't, you can't hurt me because I've yeah. trained for being bent in half. <laughs>
3: right. <laughs> I think That's the thing I like about yoga too, Jake. Cause like when I was done, like I had, you know, like I, I needed something to look forward to. I needed somewhere to put this energy. Like you accumulate all these skills about yourself. So, Yoga is that place I could really lock in on those little details like football. It feels like I'm on the field when I'm on my mat because I'm just in there with myself. So nothing else matters but what yeah. I'm doing and what I have. Or, or, or even sometimes my
1: eyes are closed when I'm on a mat because I don't want to see what everyone else is doing. Yeah, I, I feel you, man. I'm it's going. flow state. It feels good. You go in there and that breath, yes, the breath sure. with movement, it's a beautiful thing. It's really amazing.
0: So, Jake, speaking in spiritual realm, how, how are you tapping into the spiritual realm in your life? Right, uh you,
1: you know i mean yoga to me is is definitely a tap into I mean, the spiritual you, right? realm um you know just uh, you know being cognizant of, of saying you know whether it's prayers or little mantras uh but spiritually you know giving giving thanks to you know when you look out i mean i i don't know you know spirituality comes in a lot of different forms and i feel like for me, like spirituality is wondering where we came from, you know, like wh- what are we? And like when you look out into the universe and you think about it, it's just like it's almost too much to even consider or think about. It's like, holy smoke, where where did we come from? But um, yeah, I mean, that's something I'm continuing to work on to find a little bit more of that spirituality in my life uh, and adding it to my repertoire as I learn more, uh, as I learn more about different, yeah. you know, different you know, whether it's, you know, Buddha or Thich Nhat Hanh or, uh, you know, Esther Hicks and Abraham and like just understanding, you know, all Mm -hmm. of the different ways that you can tap into spirituality Um, and that is even sometimes just honoring the directions and I I believe like that nature really is, is the biggest spiritual thing in the world. I mean, it's right there, it's everywhere and like dealing with my... My father, who has trouble with, with alcoholism, um, he's very depressed. And I asked him, you know, like, when was the last time you just went and sat down by a tree? And he, he hasn't done that ever. And I'm like, for me, that's, that's my spirituality right there. I get to go out and sit down by a tree mm-hmm. and just let things go, you know. So I think nature is really, you know, I say I'm trying to tap back into it. I get a busy schedule going on where I forget sometimes or I don't make the time to go out into nature and, uh, here in Boulder, we're surrounded by it. Right. So it's like making that part of my regimen, making that something that I do. Um, if I'm skiing this winter, you know, stopping in the trees and just taking a moment to, to tap into the spirituality of nature. Yeah. Doing much hiking these days? Not a lot. You know, it's just with, with, with time, you know, balancing three kids and, and work yeah. and all this, like it's hard to take off and go on two, three hour hikes. Um, you know, but I'm trying as, as it's a constant battle, trying to like streamline my life. What's important, put effort into it. What's not, let's get rid of that so that I can create those times to sit down for 30 minutes on the piano, you know, or sit down for 30 minutes and study Spanish, uh, sit down for, you know, go out on my bike ride for an hour and not have to be like, Oh, I got to hurry back, you know, being just more efficient, more disciplined. And that's really, that was hard. And the transition was like, wait, what do I do today? Huh? Yeah, What's to do today? I don't know what to do today. I don't know what to do. Wait, there's so much to do. Like, it's just having that your inner coach step up and say, "Well, here's what you're going to do. You're going to wake up. You're going to get on your bike, go for a ride, come back, to Spanish, eat some breakfast. You know, you just have to make those things happen, and it's it's not easy. And I'll admit it's very hard sometimes.
0: You use that term inner coach. I've never heard that before. Um, I mean, as a as a like from a too. former player, yeah. I mean, I've I've heard. I know. I, I know coaching, of course, in in the realm of mental health, and but I've, I think you're the first player that I know that. Has I guess that it's an inner coach. voice, inner but
1: coach. you can label it a coach. Yeah, I like well, yeah, that now, yeah, or... yeah.
0: Well, no, I, I I'm giving you major props for that because a lot of people take that inner voice as. You know, this thing yeah. is, is berating them as a or father defeating. figure that is disappointing and, you know, you're not meeting – you're not, you know, getting there. You know, you're doing well, but – like that – you know, but that inner coach that's positive, I think – That's motivating you, inspiring you. you. I, I tell players all the time, you guys have used your body to get all the way to the, to this very top of this very big mountain that hardly anybody climbs. And it's all about trying to, you know, utilize your body to help you That inner faster. voice
1: uh... – can be extremely detrimental to your health and wellness and mental yeah. mental makeup and everything. And then I, that's really something that I have yet to dive into, but I, I'm working on constantly is just write words, right actions, right thoughts. you know where are you what are you thinking about? Are you thinking of lack? Are you thinking of what you got? Are you thinking of why me? Are you thinking, oh good, this is what I need right now. I'm supposed to be tested. Right now, I'm supposed to be dealing with this human that wants to come get on me for saying I'm doing something wrong to him. Wait a sec. Let me – there's a mirror here. Let's see what that reflection – what am I giving back? You know, (laughs) know, it's it's, – I'm not like some spiritual guru sitting here humming and doing all this stuff the whole day because I feel like you got to get out and play – you got to get out and play the guitar once you tune it. You know, you got to get out and do it. And that's what I'm –
0: Well, yeah. I mean, you guys – you guys are used to
1: practicing. You got to get out and play, right? Yeah, you got to get out. You got to do do the things mm-hmm. that make you feel good. Work on stuff, but then get out and see if it's if it's right. And you know, you'll learn more about yourself. Yeah. Man, Jake, um,
0: trying to, to wrap this up. I have one more question cool. for you here. Um, uh, I've been dying to ask you. that. What's on your playlist, man? <laughs>
1: My playlist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a, playlist, hey, that's a dude. good.
0: Sound, sound healing is a big one for me. I mean, music is oh. a big healer for me. So what, what do Yeah, you, you know, I, know,
1: I got into that Spotify world, and um, I tell you okay. what, man, I, I couldn't tell you half the artists, if not more, three-fourths of the artists, because okay. you can like some music, and then before long, that algorithm comes, and all of a sudden, music from all over the world is streaming in through your little device, and as much as I don't like to be t- attached to my devices, I do love having that the access to music. Um, one, yeah. one band I really, really like And I I've been, I jammed on them the last few years I just can't get tired of some of their songs Is Fat Freddy's Drop They're from New Zealand mm-hmm. uh, And they just are brilliant musicians They're fest- They were a festival band And Fat Freddy is a cat That used to be on some acid That was dropped back in the 70s and it was really good, good acid. And so <laughs> Fat Freddy's Drop is a play on like that time. So I mean they were a fe- they were a Got festival it. band. Okay. So they're pretty much a jam band, but they're really, really good musicians. And it's 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 good. I don't check it out to see if you like it. Um, I love Ben Harper, yeah, he's one of my favorite musicians. Um, Sat saying you guys mm-hmm. met Drew, met Drew. Yeah. Yeah. The more I listen yeah. to his music, the more I realize like he's a he is a voice, man. He speaks so fast so from the heart his stuff so real well, yeah he's good and he would love to join mm-hmm. your podcast um yeah, oh, yeah. you know a, a couple of french band called D- dega hugi which is like they play some wacky stuff uh just recently started getting into polish ambassador who you know he whips up some okay. wild music um i really like all kinds of music rising appalachia is another kind of uh, band these two young ladies that play yeah, you call it bluegrass, but like they're they're rapping in their bluegrass, so it's like the, the merging of music oh, yeah. and the, the explosion of what it's become is beautiful. And uh, I do use music a lot in my healing and in my day to to make me feel good, to get me through times. And uh, yeah, it's good stuff. Thanks for asking that question,
0: man. Yeah, dude, that's a, that's a huge question for me
3: now. Hey, Jake, speaking on you not using technology.
1: I heard you yeah, I mean, that. I. You like uh, it, it just. These things are strange, you know. <laughs> they they they're in your hands, they're in your pockets, they follow you around. I watch people sit down and like put it up next to them, like it's it's become a part of us. And so, yeah, my, like par- my partner partner yeah. Dell Jolly, it, with Umbo, he his phone yeah. broke, so he got a flip phone. And our our goal was to buy each other flip phones on our birthday, which is December nineteenth. It's coming up, and it wasn't <laughs> necessary to like throw my smartphone away, but it was more like. I'm going to use my smartphone when I'm on, the, on it and need to be, but other times I'm going to be on my flip phone, which means I'm not going to have access to, if I'm bored, oh, I'll just go to Instagram and yeah. read some spiritual stuff or watch somebody cook some vegan meal oh, yeah. or some, something like that. Yeah, they have those, they,
0: instead of a smartphone, they have the, the dumb phones. They look like a smartphone, but they can yeah. only
1: call. I mean, I just think we've lost some of our freedoms with the connectivity and the ability to be in a moment yeah. You know, if I was on my computer yeah. right now and I was doing this podcast and my phone sits here and it vibrates and it's a text from my wife, part of me just left where I was with you. Part of me just went, yeah. uh, yep. hold on. Yep. I can't help it because she's got my ki- she's with my kids, our kids. So I can't help but think I better check that. Is everything right. OK? I mean, that's just human nature. Right. So that's what I mean. Like trying to step a little bit away from technology so that I can drop into being really present. Um, you know that's that's more the challenge I'm facing with the smartphone with this little device that we, you know, are so reliant upon. But like I said, there's there's good parts about it too. I mean, I've connected with people on Instagram. I've made connections through random like Twitter. I got connected with Aaron Rodgers through Twitter of all things before the season. Um, oh, yeah. Spotify, like listening to music. Uh, you know, there are right. positives, but it's just right. I don't think we're teaching our youth how to ha- how to how to manage this little device. Are you? Are you uh, managing with Yeah, pets? they don't have phones. My twelve, my yeah, twelve-year-old doesn't have a phone. They have their own little devices, but we use those for when we're traveling or we're in the car for a long time. But they don't come home and go get on the device. It's not happening.
3: Wait, let me get on my iPad. Oh, they have yeah. it. <laughs> no way.
0: You're a good, you're a good man, Jake Plummer. I'm Thank trying. Thank you so much, man. I I really appreciate you coming uh, on. You man. guys
1: are, you guys Thank are good men on, too. Man. Like together, we, you know, we got to keep keep being real with each other and like sharing our journeys and like know that, you know, sometimes our vulnerabilities and our weakest weakest things can be such huge, huge learning for somebody else that may be scared to voice what they're going through, you know, or scared to step into their, who they really are. And, uh, you know, what that is, we don't know. Maybe, you know, you want to have purple hair and wear a dress. You should be all right to be able to do that. I'm not going to judge you. (laughs) Right, right.
2: Keep peeling back the
1: layers, man. Keep 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 doing it, man. Keep doing the work. But thank you, guys, for having me on the show. It's been a pleasure.
0: Awesome, Jake. See you down the road, my friend. Thank you so much.
1: Right on, man. See ya.
0: Okay. Wow. What a. I mean, what an awesome episode with uh, Jake Plummer here. Not only just a legend of the game of football, but you know this dude is a legend of life and how he lives life, his outlook on life, his perspective, um, his energy. Um, To be honest with you. Um, Jake Plummer might be one of the most aware people that I've felt mm-hmm. when I walked away from a conversation with him, hanging out with him locally. He's a great local resource. Um, we're both here in Boulder, um, and being able to connect with him locally. Um, I'll be honest with you. I've seen him work a crowd, right. Um, and I've seen him when he talks to somebody, that's the only person he's talking to. Yeah. He gives them the, the full attention. And I'll be honest with you, as a clinician, as a person that really tries to focus on my self-awareness, I can only just wish to gain a, a sliver of that awareness and be able to give myself. And, and, you know, he calls it tapping in with them or dropping in with them. Like, man, he does. And you can feel it when you talk to him.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, He's definitely in tune with himself. Um, very aware of, you know, things going on around him. And he's very proactive um the, the things that he spoke on as far as like you know being you know a former player and how the league treats us and you know touching mm-hmm. on toxic, toxic max, masculinity yeah. um and bringing more awareness and attention to that and that conversation um you know it really you know opened my eyes to him to see what type of person that he is that he wants to you know change the narrative about certain bad stigmas that have been placed on you know things like um you know the use of hemp and psilocybin uh mushrooms and you know um all of those things. So it's great to hear his perspective on all of those things.
3: I love how he's a yogi too. So that was a big <laughs> yeah. definitely a big connection for me. Being a former player and going into yoga, and just talking about like you said, it's like the toxic masculinity. That's big too, because exactly. uh, you know we all went through that and we all we all experienced it. So it's so good to hear him coming from a um, an older player, older man. He's what forty eight. So I'm thirty three. Mm-hmm. So it's good to hear him still be on that path and know you can change. You can change things. You don't have to be um, what they tell you be or what your diagnosis or what you feel like so it's so good to hear him um like you said it's like fight against all those things that they tell us that we are absolutely
0: dude that's 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 a huge component of working with active and former players is the, that belief system of this is who you are and this is who you're stuck in being and there's nothing yeah. else besides that um that's a huge one and And I love when I hear people advocating for other people and motivating other people to shake them loose of that concrete that they're selling. That's huge, man. I mean, that's, that's, that's the first step that you really need to actually get any type of healing is to be able to shake loose that concrete and that belief system. So, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm all for that, that, um, advocacy, Um, you know, so I also, um, Um, viewers, listeners, I also want you to check out, um, Jake's company, Umbo, uh, get umbo.com. They do functional organic, excuse me, organic functional mushrooms, supplements that actually really benefit you. Um, I'm not going to speak to them. I'm going to let you go to the website, uh, check them out. Um, also here at Sage Elite Healing, um, give us a follow here at Sage Elite Healing and at Ahead of the Game Podcast. Um, also be sure to follow us on YouTube, um, and we'll see you down the road. We got a lot of great stuff from Sage Elite coming out. I mean, I I can barely contain myself over here. Um, so we got a lot of stuff. So stay tuned.
2: Stay tuned and buckle your seatbelts.
0: Yes, you <laughs> Absolutely, later, fellas.
3: Thank you for listening to Believe.